Good morning and welcome to your very exciting talk show on radio, Nasco Moments Radio Show. It is powered by your quality foods and household products provider, Nasco Group Nigeria. Do you know where your children are at the moment? The menace of rape and sexual harassment has been an issue of international concern for some time now. This societal malaise has assumed a worrisome dimension in Nigeria as the most vulnerable category of citizens, minors and the aged and are victims of this unholy act. Thus, in keeping with our commitment to educating, informing and entertaining our teeming listeners on contemporary issues that affect their everyday lives, we began a discourse last Saturday on tips and guidance to combating the menace of rape and sexual harassment in the society. In the discussion, we looked at, among others, what constitutes rape, the categories of people that are most vulnerable to sexual harassment and some factors that trigger rape. We also discussed the medical and social implications of rape. This morning, we are back with the second and concluding part of this package. We shall focus attention on what evidence is required of victims to validate rape allegations, the specific laws in Nigeria that criminalize rape, as well as the level of enforcement of these laws. We will also highlight and come up with a step-by-step procedure to follow in seeking redress when someone is raped. Barrister Deborah G. Monassi, legal practitioner with Gio Machi and Co. Joss, is here to continue and wrap up the conversation on Nasco Moment Show. Today, I'm Hudungya. Stay tuned. Nasco Cube Sugar is pleasantly sweet and can be used in tea, coffee, pap, and a variety of cereals and beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken at any time of the day. And what's more, each cube delivers a sweet taste and experience. Really? Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and dissolves fast. Nasco Cube. Mmm. Nasco Cube Sugar. Sugar. For that sweet taste. Nasco Cube. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. Barista Manasi, welcome again to the Nasco Moment Show. Thank you very much. Okay. I hope you can briefly uh, remind the listener and bring uh, the listener up to speed on the conversation that we had last week. Yeah, basically we talked about what uh, rape means and we defined rape according to the provisions of the penal code. Um, And we said rape is having sexual intercourse or carnal knowledge of a woman according to that statute without her consent or with her consent under circumstances that are coercive in nature such as threats to life or injury you know violence or uh, threat of violence or actual violence or in circumstances where a man impersonates the woman's husband that is according to that statute there is a new statute in, in nigeria that says uh, Rape is not only a woman um, in being a victim, but also uh, a man can be a victim by the tenor of that law. If uh, a person penetrates the body of another person without the consent of that person in a sexual manner, it is rape and it is punishable by life imprisonment. So that is the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act of 2015, even though it is only applicable in the FCT. 
and so that is what rape is we talked about the social consequences of rape and we say the stigma that goes with it is one of the things we said trauma is also another consequence that goes with it we said there are medical consequences like getting pregnant especially for young ones at very early age we have sexually transmitted diseases you know we have hiv and we have all of those consequences that go with rape and I'll, let's talk about uh, the laws that criminalize rape in Nigeria. I know, you, I know you've mentioned the penal code. Uh, what are the other laws that criminalize rape? You know, because of the because of the the, the 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 way Nigeria is, is that the penal code I mentioned earlier applies to some states in the northern Nigeria. Because as it is right now, some states that were under the penal code are no longer under the penal code because they have their own state law. So, in a manner of speaking, I would say almost all the states in northern Nigeria now have their state penal code and they all still criminalize rape. Like Plateau State has its own Plateau State uh, penal code of 2017, it criminalized rape. Very recently, in 2015, we have the Violence Against Persons Prohibition Act, which is applicable in Abuja and it deals with violence against persons generally. But first, it dealt with the offense of rape. And it is in that law that we have the definition of rape expanded, you know, to take into consideration the realities we have on ground. Before now, rape was seen as man being the perpetrator and a woman being the victim. But now we have, you know, that law allows that a man can also be raped by a man or by a woman, and a woman can be raped. And rape is no longer penetration of the vagina with the penal shaft as it used to be. Now it, that law has expanded, you know, rape to mean even penetration of a person's body, either through the vagina, through the anus, through the mouth, or any opening in the person's body without his consent. Or And it doesn't have to be even the penal shaft, it can be with any other part of the person's body. So somebody can just be mean enough to use his toes, you know, or even use any part of his body just to penetrate an opening in the person's body in a sexual manner. That is also rape. So that is, um, we have the Criminal Code Act, which applies to southern parts of Nigeria. And again, those states have also have, they, they also have their own, you know, state penal code and they all criminalize rape. We have some states, about 12 states in northern Nigeria, which apart from the penal code, they have the Sharia penal code. That also criminalizes rape. And in fact, for a perpetrator who is married, the punishment for that person according to Sharia law is death. So th those are the laws in Nigeria that have come to make provision for Okay, um, but you said it's only the law that applies in Abuja that has been expanded. That's so, correct. So the ones in the states have not yet. Been no, no, expanded. no. They are still, they are still, they are still maintaining, you know, the natural order mm. of of sexual intercourse. Remember, we say rape is sexual intercourse or having carnal knowledge, and the natural order is that the penal shaft penetrates the vagina so, so uh, those states still is anybody maintain. advocating for the expansion there are a lot of advocates you see the good thing th this this verb act that's the violence against persons act that came into nigeria didn't just come it came as a result of international laws you know international laws that are shaped towards expanding the definition of rape so the mere fact that the verb act is now in nigeria though not in all parts is good because states will start adopting it gradually just like any other law that comes through the fct 
Okay, these laws that we've talked about, are they applicable to both sexes, male and female, or each sex has laws peculiar no, to it? No, the, the law is, it has general application, okay. except that, like I mentioned, you know, those other laws apart from VAP Act only sees, you know, rape one way, okay. that it is a man raping okay. a woman. How would you rate the level of enforcement of these laws? Um, I do not have any statistics to give an exact number, but I would say that um, with the number of, uh, with the few number of rape cases, you know, uh, reported, the law enforcement agency, I would say, uh, is trying, although much can be done, but I can say that it is trying. But enforcement is not entirely on the law enforcement agency, like we mentioned the previous week. The victims have to cooperate. Families of victims have to cooperate. The law enforcement will not go into your house, you know, and begin to ask you if something has happened. If it happens, you have to speak out, you have to lay a complaint, you know, through the appropriate channel, and then they take it up from there. So for the few that have been reported, a little has, I mean, quite, uh, I don't want to say much, because I know much more can be done, but I think that the law enforcement agency is trying. So we all have a role to play and we, we should uh, cooperate yes. uh, with law enforcement agencies. That's basically uh, what we have heard right now as we go for our next break. Uh, join us again, listener. We'll be back after this. For whatever flavor you may need. Yes, 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 so crunchy and so creamy. Yes, yes, it's open, fresh, and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need. For everybody, take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say, let's go. Get away with Nasco biscuits today. Nasco cream biscuits. Nasco shortcake biscuits. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco biscuits. Cream of biscuits. You're welcome back. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. We are discussing tips and guidance to combating the menace of rape and sexual harassment in the society with our guest, Barrister Deborah G. Manasi, legal practitioner with G. Omachi and Co. Joss. Now, you mentioned some international conventions. Can you talk to us about... Uh, these international conventions that criminalize sexual harassment, which Nigeria is a party to. Um, there, there, you, you know, there is there is what we is known in the international community as international human right law. There is also international customary law, and so by international customary law, it's customary because it is accepted by almost all member states of the United Nations, and so it's not exactly codified, you know, in any particular code but it is accepted as a standard of practice we also have the international humanitarian law which has gone far as far as criminalizing you know the act of rape in situations of genocide in situations of war you know making rape a war crime and that could be seen from the international criminal tribunal for the former yugoslavia and the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. You know, you remember the 91 Rwanda genocide. In fact, it was in those criminal tribunals that the definition of rape was given the expansion that we have borrowed in our own Violence Against Persons Protection Act. 
we have several conventions like uh, the ICCR. You know, it's on civil rights. It has not. It, it does not outrightly criminalize, but it what gives you the right. That is the International um, Convention on Civil and Political Rights. You know, it, it is not, like I said, it is civil in nature, but it gives everyone the right to his body. So you have a right to your body and how your body should be used. So, of course, rape is against your person. Even we have um, other conventions like the four Geneva Conventions that deal with war crimes generally, both local and international. They have criminalized rape in making it, you know, a war crime, you know, uh, uh, where rape is used as an instrument of war during situations of armed conflict. So all of those conventions and very, uh, recently in 2002 when the International Criminal Court of Justice statute was adopted, it also provides specifically in Section 70 criminalizing the act of rape. So there are several other conventions, you know, internationally that criminalize rape. So uh, these conventions, are they in use in Nigeria? You know, it is one thing for us to be signatories, it is another thing for us to domesticate them. Because by section 12 of the Constitution of Nigeria, 1999, as amended, any law that is an international law cannot have an enforced effect in Nigeria until same is, you know, domesticated. So we are signatories to most of these conventions, but we are yet to domesticate them. So the best, I think one of the, we have borrowed from several of these conventions, you know, and it is manifesting itself in the verb acts that we talked about. Okay. Yes. What evidence is required of a victim to validate a rape allegation? Basically, we, we said that uh, uh, rape is having carnal knowledge without consent. So basically the elements are that one, sexual intercourse took place, and that two, that sexual intercourse was without my consent. If I can prove this too, I am good to go. One of the things that, that you know, the prosecutor is expected to do is to, to establish rape, you know, to, to kind of drive it home, is, is to establish that there is penetration, you know, of the vagina. But like I said, with, with the verb act coming into effect, it has altered that a bit. You know, you don't, because we said that you, it is the use of any part of your body, you know, to, in a sexual manner without somebody's consent to penetrate either his mouth, his anus. So if I can prove that you penetrated, you use any part of your body to penetrate my mouth, my anus, or my vagina, for instance, if I can prove that there was that penetration of any of those parts of the body, and it is without my consent. How do you prove it? You have to go to a medical practitioner, to a hospital, for them to um, examine you immediately after the act. Or one, how exactly? of, one of the ways. It's, uh, you know, a medical report is... is but, but how do you know? Because the vagina is hidden, you know, up there. You know, so how do you know that a person is, is, is penetrated? Sometimes, sometimes even uh, the, the, the evidence of the use of force, you know, around the body can, can be an uh, Sometimes when people are raped, you see blood, you know, stains all over them and all of that. That is an evidence. That is a part of the evidence. But most of the times, yes, you need medical examination, especially for someone who is not a first-timer sexually, allow me to use that uh, phrase, uh, you would need medical examination to show penetration. But again, you know, going deeper in the medical line, sometimes the presence of cement in the woman, you know, that belongs to the man, or sometimes hair, you know, in her pubic parts that, you know, can be linked to the man, 
can be uh, used as an evidence. Okay, is this kind of evidence universal or peculiar to every jurisdiction? You know, like I said, the 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 law, even the law in Nigeria is not very uniform. You know, like I said, not to talk of you know other countries. Every country has its own law and has what it requires. In some countries, for instance, under the Sharia law, one of the evidence that is given that is required mandatorily is that two male adults must testify to having seen or witnessed the act of rape. You know, for a woman, so your the, the testimony of the woman alone, usually rape happens where nobody is there. So the testimony of the woman usually is what is given, corroborated by the testimony of maybe a medical personnel that examined her. But under the Sharia law, applicable in 12 states in Nigeria, there has to be the testimony of two male adults, not just two adults, so that any woman can testify, two male adults that have witnessed this rape, which hardly happens. Who rapes a woman and calls the whole world to come and watch, you know? So that is in Nigeria. So you can see that the laws actually differ. In some countries, in fact, here, if a woman had given you consent yesterday, somebody can say uh, she gave consent yesterday, so today is continuation of yesterday. In some countries, it doesn't matter. Some people say you cannot rape a prostitute, but you can't rape a prostitute. She needs to give consent for the here and now, not the one she gave yesterday and not the one she will give tomorrow. Here and today, now. All right. Uh, Finally, can you share any step-by-step procedures to follow in seeking redress when someone is raped? Okay, so in seeking redress, first, we mentioned earlier, we have said all of these things in the course of this discussion, but for the purpose of clarity, when it happens, make a formal report to the nearest police station to you. That is the first step. Once you hand it over to the police, the police will invite the person that is implicated in the act. If the person does not turn up, he is arrested because he has refused to come, you know, on invitation. After that, the police will do a series of investigation, ask questions, and then to ascertain whether or not there is actually a valid allegation made. Sometimes people make bogus allegations, actually, for whatever reasons. But when there is a valid allegation, the police will proceed from there to go either to the high court or to the upper area court in order to prosecute this offense. From there, it is left for the court to decide based on evidence presented and thereafter give judgment one way or the other. All right. Thank you for staying tuned, listener. We will take a break and return after this. A promise kept. the taste of Nasco cream crackers. Each bite is crispy and so much fun. It's excitingly cool and a delight any day. Nasco cream crackers is the ideal snack at home and office. Nasco cream crackers is best served with tea, coffee and cheese. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers. Nasco cream crackers. A promise kept. It's crunchy and tasty. Nasco cream, cream crackers. Another quality product from Nasco. This is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing tips and guidance to combating the menace of rape and sexual harassment in the society with Barrister Deborah Manasi. She's a legal practitioner and she has shared her thoughts and experiences on the topic. Now, um, in your assessment, would you say rape victims in Nigeria have gotten enough justice? 
Okay, justice is not a uniform thing. So, so you cannot assess justice based on the number of cases. Justice is peculiar to each case and to each person. Some people have gotten justice, some have not. Some don't know if they ever will, you know, based on different circumstances that play out. So it's not a tack that you would say, okay, rape victim. Each rape is, is unique in itself. It's so personal to the person involved that one rape is not the same and is not similar with the other. So justice in this context is justice as it pertains the victim at that time, you know, with respect to a particular incident and not a generalized, you know, a generalized term. So like I said, some people have got justice, some have not based on certain circumstances that played out and some are still hoping to get justice. In an event where the perpetrator is an adolescent, what laws are to be used in prosecuting him The same her? laws. The same laws, only that in the case of a minor, uh, most of the times hearing is not done in public. Like, you know, the court is a public place where, you know, everybody can come and watch. But in the case of a minor, the law provides that his trial is not in public. It is done. Ordinarily, his trial should be handled by a juvenile court. But in our system in Nigeria, we don't have a juvenile court separate from the regular court. So still, the regular judges handle these cases and so they may do it you know, in closed doors. Okay. Yes. What are your final words on this very critical topic? Um, I would say, first of all, it is no longer uh, stranger danger. This thing lives right with us in our homes. So we have to be very careful, especially for parents, you know, uh, with our relatives that live with us. Let us listen to our children in the small things and they will trust us with the big things. Forget about stigma, seek for justice. It may be slow, but it will come. And on that note, we end the Nasco Moment show uh, this morning and this weekend as well. I've been speaking with Barrister Deborah G. Manasi. I hope you are better enlightened on tips and guidance to combating the menace of rape and sexual harassment in the society. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. Dear listener, as we end the show today on this concluding part of the discussion which we began last week, uh, we hope that you have found it worthwhile. Remember that you can follow us on www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or follow on Twitter with the handle at NASCO group. Freely send your feedback on any aspect of this NASCO Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line. 0805-774-7777. Now to the Nasco Moments Trivia Question segment. This week, what is the name of the first female senior advocate of Nigeria and the first female Nigerian lawyer to wear the silk gown as senior counsel? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777 and write your name and location. Last week, we asked you to tell us the name of the Pakistani activist for female education who rose to prominence as the youngest Nobel Prize laureate. The answer is Malala Yousafzai, and our winners are Augustina Daniel from Genta Makiri and Nanli Dabin from Tina Junction. Congratulations. We'll get a call telling you how to claim your NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moment radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited, Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and Content Development, Malau Silvanus. 
George Palm and Harun Aldo. Production coordinators Solomon Aldo, Malau Silvanus and Alex Ruben. I am Hudun Gyan. Thank you very much for listening.